0: is Clayton House Entertainment X. For this episode, I'm gonna be doing something a little different. I'm gonna be re-airing a conversation I had with Cor Ben Williams on his show, How to Business in Show Business. So this is an interview with him interviewing me. And here is part one. I hope you enjoy.
1: Hey everybody, Corben Ben here. On this week's episode of How to Business and Show Business, I am joined by the first person in this new series. His name is Clay Howe. You may have heard of him. He's a pretty big deal. Stop. Uh, well, you, to me, you are. To me, Your you are. sweetheart. Uh, thank you. Greatly appreciate it. Um, when last we spoke, I'm just going to get right into it. When last we spoke, we did this interview, and it was so good. And then I said, Clay, we got to do it again, because... I did. I forgot to download the audio from uh, from the Skype, and so you said, "No worries. We'll just do it again. We've cut out most of the meat. We're just gonna go for it." Well, yeah. You know, here we are. And uh, I thought about remixing these questions, but I'm like, "Let's just you and I have a conversation, man. We'll just riff off of one another. We're good at that."
0: Let's talk, baby.
1: So, um, if you if you are so inclined, uh, let's start with this. I think you have some exciting news. What is the most recent event, exciting event that transpired in your life? Uh, either was it this week or this past weekend?
0: Oh, oh, we're talking personally exciting. Yes, yes. Um, yes, baby. I got um, I got engaged. Actually, we went. We were at um, at Disney World. I waited until I went to Disney World to propose to my girlfriend, Lexi Carter, mm-hmm. and we're now engaged. And um, I have to say, Disney knocked it out of the park with safety. They really did and i know like this isn't a, this is not an advert uh, this is me just talking um, they had they had seriously they had mask ambassadors wow that were keeping people away from each other mm-hmm. if they needed to take their mask off for instance when i proposed mm-hmm. there was like a shield around us you know of like no one and uh, none of the sanit- none of the hand sanitizer machines were ever empty Wow. They always had hand sanitizer, and they were at the beginning and the ba- end of every ride, every eating facility. It was it was insane. Anyway, I'm glad I waited. Glad we went. Glad we did it. She said yes, mm. and uh, it's exciting.
1: Why Disney? Why did you choose Disney World? Obviously, uh, it must be some connection of why that holds near and
0: dear to you. Well, Disney uh, was the first company to hire me after college i worked Mm -hmm. for disney cruise line Mm -hmm. as you know Mm -hmm. i did two years 2015 2016 i was on the fantasy Mm. and um i got to perform the main stage shows and it seemed disney seems to keep coming back around you know it's besides the fact that it's a massive entertainment company um their opportunities their work opportunities seem to keep coming around for me which is exciting i love it and her and i especially fond memory in the magic kingdom. So love it. Absolutely love it.
1: Well, many congratulations to you both. I'm so excited. I was very excited when I saw that and I was like, we have, to, <laughs> we have to, we have to talk about this. Like,
0: Yeah, I know. It's so exciting.
1: Like, I feel like an adult. <laughs> <laughs> well, at, okay. Let me ask you this through all your training, through all your schooling, did, any, did you ever suspect that being adult would either be one this hard or be this fun? Um, No
0: and no. (laughs) It can be so, I mean, it can be so much fun because you have like, you're, you get to the, I mean, this is the point in your life where you have no more expectations from family or friends, really, besides the fact of like getting jobs, but I'm talking about in the sense of, of education, you know, you always had a path, someone was always telling you where to go up to a certain point, be it till you graduate high school, be it till you graduated college. And if you're out on your own now, or if you're back home for a period of time, and you've been out on your own, you're fighting that urge to keep (laughs) trailblazing in your own direction. And when you get to make your own choices, it's very exciting. It just is, you know, the things that have happened in the last five years since I graduated uh, college are just incredibly exciting. And on the difficult side of it, um, yeah, it's difficult, but you keep going. I don't know what other choice you have. And I'm talking about, you know, in the sense of pandemic, you know, personal loss, um, you know, public loss of whatever, you know, with like um, politics and what have you, you have to keep going. The best choice is to keep pushing forward, keep, keep on keeping on.
1: And what has been your journey since graduating um, Since graduating
0: college? So, so we, did, we did Cruise Line in 2015, 2016. Um, mm-hmm. I was asked to go back for a third one, but I knew in my spirit that I needed to stay in the city. And that's interesting because we, our life gives us signs and we don't listen to them. And when we don't listen to them, they get louder and louder. And eventually, you know, it's like a tap on the shoulder and it it ends up with like a brick wall falling on you, metaphorically, Mm. Um, or sometimes literally. And if you don't (laughs) listen to it, it keeps happening. You keep getting hurt until you listen to those signs and make an adjustment. Mm-hmm. And I was getting some taps on the shoulder of like, you know like where you are isn't where you're supposed to be right now. Maybe you come back to it. You know, there's nothing wrong with where you are, but it's time to move. You know, it's time to move on. And so I was in the city for a year. I booked, um, it's funny how things happen because I, I booked Cruise Line, for, you know, basically two straight years after college, got back to the city, went a whole you know year without performing to the following summer. Mm-hmm. I did one regional gig. And then from that, it brought me to. So that was that was um, Finger Lakes, and then I went from Finger Lakes two months later. Performed for another year, did a cabaret at Gateway. Mm. Didn't perform for another year, Ooh. and then Aida at Axelrod, Kinky Boots at the Hangar, straight into waitress tour. And it's funny how as time goes on, the more you keep at something, mm. the more opportunities come. But you have to keep at it. And I essentially went, you know, two years, two years with, you know, three shows, three, four week gigs, you know, but I knew I had to keep at it. And that was an interesting thing I heard on a, I actually heard this conversation with Hugh Jackman the other day where he invested five years. He didn't expect anything to happen for five years. Because it's like you know, like opening a restaurant. It's three years of hard work before you know whether it's a success. And he knew that he needed to invest at least five years to maybe not see any actual, you know, actual actual results before getting those gigs that he really, really wanted. And um, it was funny in that one. And I promise, I'll get back to my own life. Is uh, <laughs> he was booking? He was booking. Um, he was booking musical theater, but he didn't want to do musical theater. He wanted to do film. But life kept putting musical theater on him. He's like, I don't sing. I don't take singing lessons. What the hell is this? And he finally, you know, let that go. Listened to it. Was on Broadway all the way from Australia, came to New York, did Broadway. And now everyone knows him as Wolverine. No one knows him as a, I mean, we know him as a singer as well. But the community at large, the world, you know, oh, that's Wolverine. You know, if you show him a picture. So he got what he wanted in the end, but in a path he didn't expect. Mm -hmm. So the flexibility, I think, in my life has been helpful, you know? With that time that I had not working in theater, I started a podcast, Entertainment X. I wrote TV shows, wrote a film, met other people. And the funny thing is, that podcast helped me more or less book regional gigs, you know, those other shows. Because I had them on, we were friends, and they're like, you should audition for this thing. And it's all about who you know and who knows you. I mean, that's the whole thing about this theater community. It's people are your best resource. So you have to be you know, putting your best foot forward on your best behavior in the best light, whatever you want to call it, all the time because your, your personality, who you are as a person is your, uh, your commerce, your, that's what, that's in, you know, from a business standpoint, that's, that's, your, that's your bread and butter, that's your brand. You know, and it's such a funny thing to think about because we look at, you know, you look at a brand as like, you know, this phone in front of me, this iPhone, and Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, I can tell you um, three or four emotional words that come to mind because of the phone, but those are there because of the phone's brand. I don't think Apple sets out to be, and they do, they do. I should, you know, I should correct this. They do set out to be, you know, sleek, reliable, and (laughs) fast. You know, those are three words that come to mind, right? You know, and I'm sitting here thinking about you—friendly, entertaining, <laughs> vivacious. <laughs> you know, and talented. But you don't wake up. You don't wake up in the morning and think I'm going to be friendly, vivacious, talented, funny. I'm, you don't get up thinking you just you are. You just be, Thank and you. as a result, that's your brand. It's Thank not you can't set out. You can set out to be that, but you really just need to be and who that is you know five hmm. years from now someone are gonna say well describe poor ben in three words and it's like built that's your brand
1: yeah i don't know how
0: i got there thank you for following along but yeah so in short (laughs) that's where we are right so the waitress and pandemic and now you know the whole podcast thing Thank you for listening.
1: (laughs) Thank you for coming to this TED Talk, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back after this brief commercial. Well, there's so many questions now that have just jumped out at me that I really want to talk about, because first of all, let's start with the first one. Uh, The timeline, right? Giving yourself, back to you, Jackman, he gave himself five years. I do think in, in a way that is a realistic approach, right? But again, giving yourself time to do it because how many of our peers, I'm just gonna go to LA, New York, Chicago, Vancouver, Toronto, Atlanta. It's gonna happen in a year. Um, Like any good industry, these people need to get acclimated to you. Did you you give yourself a timeline?
0: No. Um, I gave myself, I guess I gave myself very short timelines. I haven't given myself an overarching timeline, so to speak, um, until last year. So let me explain. Uh, Right after college, Mm -hmm. I had the expectation of getting a day job. I didn't even expect to book a theatrical gig right away. I was like, ah, I'm not a dancer. Um... I'm a specific type. We're all specific types. I hate that phrase is like a reason or an excuse. Like I'm, but I'm a specific type. It's like, we're all specific types maybe, <laughs> but I would you know, but you know, from a logistics standpoint, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a triple pirouette, kick my face guy. And so I was like, you know, that's going to cut the jobs by a third. Right. You know, a lot of those gigs are, you, if you can dance and tumble, you've got a real, <laughs> you're going to be, you don't be working regularly. Um, but I, I knew the real reality of my, Who I am, and I was like, let me get a let me get a you know job a a job a day job, and uh, and so I I pursued that for like two weeks uh, or even a week, and then afterwards I was like, well that was easy okay let me now that I have that let me go get some auditions and like my second audition was Disney Cruise Line, so like I knew you know within three weeks of being in the city that I booked something and then I stayed for another month and then left, but that it was like that kind of short timeline. Now fast forward to last year so fast forward to rewind um i had set goals over the past year of like i wanted to do um i wanted to be i i wrote down it's really funny because i remember looking at the list and first on the list was happiness Hmm. (laughs) as a as a objective which i think is a you know a daily objective for me uh not that it's hard to achieve but it's important i think happiness is very 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 important over most everything else. And I I put down being a Broadway show. I don't think it was a Broadway show. I think it was like a, it was something, it was something vague enough where Broadway national tour would fit. (laughs) And funny enough, you know, that's when Waitress came along. But what you focus on, you find, you know, and a scientific kind of thing behind that would be reticular activation, which is the part of your brain that, focuses on what's important. So in a crowd of blah, 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 you hear Corbin, blah, 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 because your name's important. And if you write down something and focus on it, and it can be anything, mm-hmm. you will then start to see things in your life that lead you to what you want, because now you're focusing on what's important. Mm-hmm. It's that same idea of like, there's little moments and opportunities that have happened that you've like, may have passed you by because you weren't focusing on this part of your life. But now that you are, much like your name, you'll start to hear it in a crowd of, Noise, mm-hmm. so I, you know, I, I was writing those things down over the past year, just like things I wanted to achieve, and you just start to see that it. it's like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, I know that person. Oh, I know this person. Oh, I know that person. Oh, they do that. It's like I didn't know that, but now that I'm looking, I do. Mm-hmm. I hope that answers it,
1: yeah. Well, no, because I know we talked about this last time. There is such a thing as
0: the law of attraction, and what you do put out yeah.
1: will come back. And it's just how badly do you want it, and or how bad are you willing to reinforce it in your life, even if it is just a mantra three times a day. Um, yep. And sure enough, eventually it will, which you did tack on to something else in this, but as you were just saying, uh, you were assessing your product, knowing your type. Well, I'm not a dancer, kickball change for your life. So great. what else can I use to my assets? Right. I think this ties into marketing yourself. Not everyone knows how to best market. Not all of us are lucky enough to have a team doing it for us. So then before <laughs> you, so before you got in that room, how did you best market yours or any room or just actually you know what? Pause. In life, in general, before we even get to the to the show part of it, from a as a businessman, how do you market yourself?
0: I read a really interesting book about four years ago, and it was called "How to Get What You Deserve." Mm. Seth Godin wrote it with, and uh, his co-writer's name is escaping me. And it was an interesting book on you get what you deserve. You know, Mm -hmm. if you're a very kind person, you receive kindness. If you're negative, petty, and annoying, you receive that back in your life. And I was having a very mind opening experience reading this book on the way I hold myself, even if it's not intentionally mean or kind or whatever, it can be perceived as such by another human Mm -hmm. through no fault of anyone's own. It's just, you're doing this. You don't realize you're doing this, and we have a phone call. So we're going to take a quick pause while I turn off this phone. One second. We're back. <laughs> and while I was reading this book, <clears throat> I had this mind-opening like experience where I was like, oh, my goodness. There are things I'm doing that I don't even realize I'm doing that I need to stop doing in order to get what I want. And it was a real self-awareness moment. I was talking to Andrea Burns uh, at Stella Adler, because I studied there during the summer of 2013, and we had this moment where you stand up and the class assesses you
1: mm-hmm.
0: based on your past three weeks of work. Hmm. And you know, it's like, you know, don't don't tear anyone apart here, but be honest. And there were very interesting receptions that I received. And then I gave out because it was interesting to perceive someone and say it to them and then be like, I am doing that. And I'm like, wasn't that interesting? Because that's the same thing happened to me. And it's very important that your self-awareness needs to exponentially go up in order to work on your brand. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people like, you know, this is just my resting bitch face or this is who I am. Get used to it. it's like, ha, ha, ha. But you're not going to get very far. If you don't change who you are in some dynamic way to go along, to get along, really. And it was just, it was very interesting. So that was like, that was the really interesting part for me. I highly recommend the book, um, How to Get What You Deserve. It might be out of print. So you might be able to get it for like $3 on Amazon use, but it's just, the self-awareness needs to go up. So as my self-awareness went up, I had a realization, ah, I come off as a big, strong, intimidating, could be mean, very masculine guy. That's what I was told by my peers, that's the types I was being put in in theater, and I was like, all right, well, <clears throat> theater's larger than life, so let's get this butt to the gym and make the muscles bigger. <laughs> Cuz it was just a realization. I was like, okay, I got to, you know, that's what I got to do. That's what I got to do. And the first thing I book out of college is Hercules. You know, portraying Hercules' as friends. Sorry, excuse me. And it was just a full realization moment of like preparation meets opportunity, yep. you know? Cause when you know, you know, and you have to have that real keen sense of self-awareness in order to get what you want. When the
1: student is prepared, the teacher's ready. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, essentially. Yeah. Um, so on your way of, of marketing yeah. yourself and getting yourself to that, to that space for everyone else to either recognize and, or to see you as we, you talked about a little bit, those, those in between, those in between gigs, if not the, between those in between jobs when not a lot is happening, because I know we shared with this when I was on your podcast, people do forget about, you know, Harrison Ford didn't become Harrison Ford. Before star Wars blew up to be the degree that it was, he went back to his carpentry job. Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. went back to his bricklaying business. Um, uh, Patrick Swayze went back to construction. Yeah, and I think there's something to be said for the humility. Because listen, I can tell you right now, during this whole pause in the world, uh, I have a lot of respect for the working man, the nine to five man. Because listen, and I say this with the best, <laughs> it's for the birds. I cannot do it, but I know there are other people who can. Because it's a job; it's not my career. And I and I do, let me ask you this: Do you realize the difference between the two for you? The difference between a career and a job one being your passion yeah. the the one just being a survival
0: yeah yeah i mean i i think a career you know for me is definitely something that is um ever growing you know you're gonna take a i take a position because i believe it'll lead to another position that's in the same vein of you know the direction i want to head in as opposed to a job you know like For me, and I call, you know, bartending would be a job for me. Mm -hmm. That could be a career for someone who wants to, you know, rescue bars and fix them up and turn it, you know, into a multi-billion dollar business. That could be a serious career for someone. For me, bartending's a job. Mm -hmm. It's not getting me any closer, so to speak, to what I want in terms of entertainment, you know, vice versa. A theatrical gig is a you know career choice for me to pick that one job is in, within my career because it's going to get me eventually to where I want to go. Mm. So yeah, but you're right. During this pandemic, ooh, it's very interesting. You know, <laughs> it's it, uh, it's been a real date. It's been a real daydream. You mm-hmm. know, what would I do if I could not do musical theater? quite a
1: lot <laughs> well let me tell you what you can do because it is and i'm quite so glad lot. that i'm so glad that people get to hear it firsthand um i messaged clay over the weekend because i he he gives me some pointers on what i'm doing right now with how to business and show business i said i just predicting your future know where you hear it, heard it here first you're gonna have a booming career in voiceover that morgan freeman-esque voice and what did you say to me come on with the <laughs> hype Yo! I know, I know. Keep it coming, please. Because I mean, you <laughs> I need the I energy. Mean, you are a unicorn amongst unicorns. You have such a calming, like when I think of okay, your podcast, right? I think of okay, I'm gonna have a good time with Clay. I get to sit back, with I'm cooking, driving, whatever I'm doing, right? He's such a warm, inviting Morgan Freeman esque voice. That's how I put it. That is how I put it because it's such a boom, and I can I can only. I'm just so excited for your career in voiceover. But first, let me ask this. As far as it pertains to your podcast, what has, what has your podcast done for you personally? Hey guys, what a place for a cliffhanger. Join us Friday as we continue the conversation. And as Clay answers the question, what has
0: this podcast done for him?